It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on a Tuesday on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and every podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com where right now you're going to find a bunch, including our guy Jeffrey Carr. He wrote about Philip Irvin and why he wants to see more of the young outfielder. Plus, a preview of the series against the Mets, and a recap of yesterday's 6-4 to loss to New York in which Homer Bailey struggled, and that's where we'll start on today's podcast. Homer Bailey, well, he didn't set the Reds up to get their 50th win of the year, and the Mets, who improved to 46-64 and on the season, beat the Reds, dropped to 49-64 and on the year, and I got to be honest, it's rough, it's tough, it's hard to watch Homer Bailey, when he pitches like he did yesterday, went three and a third innings, gave up 11 hits, uh, five earned runs, and it was just, uh, you knew from the start of the night that he didn't have it. You could tell from the beginning, and it didn't get better, had two strikeouts, his earned run average jumps up to 6.19 on the year, and Homer Bailey is one and nine. (laughs) One and nine. Uh, He's going up against Noah Syndergaard, which is always tough. The Reds hung in there. Uh, against Syndergaard, who uh, pitched and, and lasted six and a third innings. The Reds got six hits off of him and scored four runs. Uh, Syndergaard struck out six. He struck out Suarez twice, uh, which uh, was uh, surprising. Especially Suarez got uh, frustrated at one point, but has hit safely now in every single game of this road trip. Seven straight games. His um, average is three oh four. Had a couple RBIs yesterday. And uh, Joey Votto got a couple hits yesterday as well. But uh, the Reds, they lose again, and uh, Homer Bailey struggles. Here's Homer after the game. It was completely the opposite of what our scouting report said. So sometimes, um, you know, when that happens, it's, it's really tough to, to switch on the fly, and, and I didn't do a very good job of that tonight. Uh, you know, guys that we had them being very passive were actually swinging a lot of first pitches. So, um you know, our, I guess our game plan was a little bit wrong, but you know, I wasn't very sharp. And like you said, a lot of singles. Other than that, you know, hanging, hanging curveball that the guy hit out, um, just singles that just kept. It's like they were just out of the reach of of our guys. That audio, courtesy of Fox Sports Ohio. That's Bailey after the the game, and it was his third start back after uh, coming back up and being promoted to uh, the big league club. And obviously, he got off the disabled list and had pitched well up until yesterday. And sometimes you have nights like that. Uh, Here's what I want to see from Bailey, and I get it. You're probably tired of him. I know a lot of Reds fans are just sick and tired of having the same conversations with Homer Bailey, but I wanted him, and I still want him, to play his way. Because it's clear he's in the rotation, right? I want him to play his way into the conversation next year to be in the rotation. I want him between now and the trade deadline next season to play his way into trade contention. And what I mean by that is is right now Homer Bailey has zero trade value, none. But if he finishes this year, okay. Okay to decent to good. And then after that, comes back next year after a fully healthy offseason, which you have to hope for when it comes to Bailey, can come in and pitch well in April, pitch well in May, pitch well in June. Then maybe there's a team that says, all right, we need a starter. He's in the final year of his contract. Most of the money's paid for. 
let's uh, let's trade for Bailey. And but that only happens because he has a five million dollar option for twenty twenty. That only happens if Bailey pitches his way into that, pitches his way into that potential role. And I get it. The Reds kind of want to win next year, and that's the hope, and that's the prayer, and that's fine. I don't think Homer Bailey is a part of that regardless. So the best case scenario now for Homer Bailey and for the Reds is for him to play so well that 10 months from now, 11 months from now, we're talking about what the Reds could potentially get for him at the deadline. And it won't be a lot, even if he pitches well. But getting something in return for a guy who's given you virtually nothing since you agreed to pay him $105 million, that would be a win for the Reds. Let's hear one more. This is Jim Regelman on Bailey's performance yesterday. The, the fourth inning, he gave up a couple runs. You know, they, they swung about good there. The, the first inning, and, you know, each ball just got hit just out of reach. You know, ground balls, it's just kind of the way the luck goes sometimes. Um, um, you know, he, he, he actually threw the ball well in the first inning. That's just the way it goes. Um, you know, ball's just out of reach. That also courtesy of Fox Sports Ohio. Jim Regelman, Homer Bailey saying the same thing. Sometimes you have off nights. Some days you have nights where things don't go your way. But hopefully that's not the norm for a guy like Homer Bailey who, let's be honest, we need to see something from him. God, this this second half of the year has just gone bad. The Reds are five games under five hundred so far in the second half of the year. This road trip's been tough, and this team uh, continuing to struggle. Speaking of of this team. What is this team, this organization going to do with its former top prospect? Is he going to get a start? We're going to discuss Robert Stevenson next on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. And tonight it's Reds, it's Mets, 710. He's going up against Jason Vargas, who has struggled so far this year. He's two and seven in his eleven starts with an eight point two three earned run average. It's thirty five years old and uh, coming off of a very good year last season with Kansas City, but uh, certainly struggling so far this year with New York. And uh, Sal Romano on the mound for the Reds. Again, that's a 7-10 first pitch. Romano looking for his seventh victory of the season. Uh, comes in with a 5.12 earned run average is 6-9 right now. Here's what I'm interested in, though, and I'm interested in in tomorrow or tonight, but uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's big. Tomorrow's very big. Will Robert Stevenson get his shot? The Reds haven't named officially, as I record this, a starting pitcher for tomorrow against the New York Mets. Are they going to promote Robert Stevenson? Stevenson has been dominant recently in AAA Louisville. Over his last 10 starts, he's 7-2 with a 2.28 earn run average. He struck out 73 and walked 26 in that stretch and has gone at least six innings or better in seven of those ten starts. By the way, only 26 walks. That's big for him. We're talking about a guy that has struggled with control. And it will be very interesting uh, to see what is going to happen and, and, and what kind of threw this off and gives the Reds the opportunity is the rain out. And, and you have a doubleheader on Saturday, and Anthony DiScafani would have been the, uh, the guy who was going to start on Wednesday. But uh, I don't think that uh, Di Scalfani is going to take them out. So will Stevenson do it? Stevenson pitched on Friday, so it sets up well. Uh, Robert Stevenson is 7-9 and nine during his big league career, has a 5.1 earned run average. But here's the thing. If you're the Reds, why would you not do this? And the only thing I could think of as to why you would not do it, 
and I mentioned this already, my uh, broadcast partner, Mo Egger, uh, on Cincy 360, a show that airs every single day, noon to one, on ESPN 1530, mentioned this. Do you think the Reds are trying to hide him? They're so low on Robert Stevenson that they hide him in hopes of trading him this offseason. Now, I think it looks very bad, and it, it just shows your hand if he doesn't get promoted now. Like, the writing's on the wall, <laughs> right? There's no way. You just dump Tyler Malley and send him back to AAA. There's no way you can't bring up Robert Stevenson right now who's cruising, who's dominating. And honestly, who gives a damn about trade value? Like, I need to see more from Robert Stevenson. And I don't think this front office, even if they are sold on him, and by sold I mean sold on the idea that he is not a part of their long-term future, why wouldn't you want to get more information? Why wouldn't you want to look at Stevenson and say, okay, we're going to give him a shot. It's not going to tremendously increase or decrease his value based on what we've seen recently. Based on what we've seen. Think about it. The last 10 starts, he's been great in AAA. Does that mean someone's giving up a a top prospect to get Robert Stevenson? No. Robert Stevenson probably isn't a throw-in. He has more value than that. But even if he comes up tomorrow and pitches against the Mets and struggles, is his value going to plummet that much? I don't think so. I really don't. So... To me, if you're the Reds, before you give up a guy like that, a former top prospect, a guy who hasn't stuck yet, a guy who you've questioned his work ethic, a a guy who has had his ups and downs but clearly has the talent, that's someone I want to get as much information on as I can before I part ways with him. That's someone, maybe I'm wrong on this, and they do feel like he can be in the rotation next year. Well, hell, then you definitely want him in the lineup. Or you definitely want him starting on Wednesday. That's the reality. So to me, I want answers, and I have questions about Stevenson. Hopefully the Reds can give us those answers by putting him on the mound tomorrow. We're going to find out a lot about how the Reds feel about Robert Stevenson. It'll be very, very interesting to see how they react and what they do. I think we'll know later today. I think it's a, a given. I think it makes so much sense. I'm not worried about trade value when it comes to a former top prospect. Does he have the stuff to be part of the rotation next year? Get that answer. And you might not like what he's done in AAA, but who knows? Maybe he comes up here and he's a different guy. Maybe not. Maybe you're just sold on him. I want as much info as I can get if I'm giving up on a guy like Robert Stevenson. And the way to do that is by having Stevenson out there tomorrow on the mound at 12-10 when the Reds play the Mets in Game 3 of this three-game series against New York. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure you check out LockedOnReds.com for recaps. Jeffrey Carr has been on it as far as writing goes, which is great because uh, he's picked up the slack for me because I've been covering Bengals training camp. By the way, if you're a Bengals fan with the season right around the corner, there's one, one podcast for you, the Locked On Bengals podcast. You can subscribe to that everywhere you get this one, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it tomorrow with a recap of tonight's action and uh, – Probably with whatever happens with Robert Stevenson. We'll know. I mean, we have to know. This time tomorrow, we'll know. It's uh, 8.47 Eastern time in the morning, and uh, I assume we'll know later today what's going to happen with Bob Stevenson. Have a great day. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.